0: But, you know, I used to say when I was a sommelier to train the staff, I'd say, so if you're table side and they were in halibut and they say, I'd like this cabernet, the response is coming right up. <laughs> they didn't ask for your opinion.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's like, what they like. Well, let me teach you something. Yeah, that's maybe.
0: right. Yeah. Actually, you don't yeah. know how to order food. I, mean,
2: yeah, <laughs> I think
0: <laughs> yeah. that's the- to yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, but if they ask, you know, do you think this would go okay? Then yeah. you can say, well, mm-hmm. we usually don't pair that together because of this mm-hmm. reason that, you know, yeah. customer services, it's huge, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go into a place. You're paying a hundred, 150, 200 bucks a person. and have somebody like their favorite school box. you school in front of your like,
1: yeah, you know. favorite wine and it's yeah. like a special occasion yeah. or something. And you're
0: like, you shouldn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, terrible choice. But right. I'll get it for you anyways. So.
3: But in my house. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, I would like, no, you
2: don't. No, you <laughs> no, don't.
3: No, like, no. Use this as a no. teaching opportunity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't.
1: Welcome to Odd Pairing Podcast. I'm Paige and I'm with Natasha. I'm here. He's made it. He is here. You guys
0: only knew. <laughs> 78 isn't keeping you down, Right. Yeah.
1: yeah exactly. Oh, gosh. Today we have Will, the wine guy Burtner president. It's also my
0: wrestler name. Oh, sorry, now, yeah. really? No, Will, oh. the wine guy Bertner. Come on. Yeah,
1: go <laughs> It should be. It should yeah. be. Yeah, well, now it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. It'll definitely yeah.
1: be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It could
0: be my signature move. I could hit yeah. people with a wine bottle. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then me. drink while I pin them. Yeah. Yes. Uh, exactly.
0: See this WWE. All, where? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: president and GM at uh, Coomber Craft Wines in mm-hmm. Oceanside. Correct. New location coming soon. Coming soon to mm-hmm. Vista mm-hmm. and Fox Five San Diego news contributor for how many years now?
0: Oh boy, eleven. Almost. We're in our twelfth year. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: a long time. A lot. A, a lot, lot of, of segments. education.
0: A lot of education, a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, a lot of a lot. Of lot. A lot of a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And also level 2 certified sommelier mm-hmm. with 20 years in the restaurant and wine business. 25 actually. 25. that I'm counting. Well. I should have said 20 plus. Yeah, there you go. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. Yeah,
0: thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, We're very excited. Welcome. Um, So we're going to start off today with a side-by-side tasting that you brought for us, and Mm -hmm. I'll let you take it from here. Yeah. what we're starting with and and all that.
0: So one of the things I like to do is I love tasting French um, wine that's the same grapes as California wine, and I love doing that with people so they can taste the difference, because the same grape, it's just difference in terroir, right? Mm -hmm. So terroir, you know, is the culmination. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It's the culmination of everything that grows in the growing the grape. So to give you a quick, for instance, like Oceanside Mm -hmm. has a very different terroir than Escondido.
1: Is that because of air, soil?
0: Keep it coming. Yeah. Water. Everything. Everything Everything combined together is terroir. And we don't have a a word in the English language for it, so we steal the French word. and call it terroir.
1: Keep the French word.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think we steal it. Um, So anyways, uh, you'll see a big difference in terroir. Another, Another grape that's really good for this is Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand,
2: mm-hmm. it tastes
0: very different than a Sauvignon Blanc from France or from California. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Very different. And the only real difference is the terroir. Oh, right? And so okay. um, now there's differences in winemaking as well. You know, there's the choice of different oak and all that stuff. As
1: was say like steel or oak barrels. Yeah, you know, and the type right? of oak.
0: You know, there's so many different types of oak out there. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to open this bottle. So one thing you do, you always want to cut underneath this lip. See mm-hmm. that? You never want to cut up here. A lot of people like to do that. Wine gets caught in that. So you cut underneath that lip, and then what a master sommelier taught me was to do a little line like that,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: And then it should come off pretty Ooh. easy. See? Nice I and sure clean. Does. Look at yeah. me at
3: the next Very party. Nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so this. So this is going to be what we call a left bank, um, mm-hmm. Bordeaux. So Bordeaux is the birthplace of Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot. Uh, Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot, and Malbec,
2: mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um,
0: that's where those grapes originally come from. And so with this, we're having a Cabernet, now this is a little bit more Cab, they do more blending there, so you're gonna get more Cab and Merlot, especially a little bit of Cab Franc in that as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas this is predominantly Cab. Now, they don't have to put on the bottle in California um, what other grapes they put in here, as long as it's less than 25%. Mm-hmm. So this could be 25% Syrah.
1: And but they, they don't could, have to it? They label could still it. call
0: it a Cabernet. Oh, interesting.
1: Right? I
0: yeah. gonna,
1: oh, I was going to ask about the labels, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah why is that? Uh, well, because I think, you know, you have blending grapes that kind of keep your flavors where you want. Uh-huh. Um, they have to give them a little leeway to, you know, to be able to do that. In Australia, it's 85% of the wine has to be that great. Different parts of the world, they all have different laws with that. And so Are in California, they deemed that 75% was the, uh, was the rule.
2: Mm-hmm. So...
0: Never pour your wine first, right? It's bad luck. So you're going to see an immediate difference in color. Mm -hmm. Right? So the terroir of uh, this region, Paso, this has one of the highest diurnal temperature swings on earth. And what that means is that during the day in the summertime, I'll make sure I don't spill too much. Um, (laughs) During the day in the summertime, It could be 100, 105 degrees, mm-hmm. and then that same night it'll be 45, degrees. So 50. just
1: like the fluctuation. It's the swing, mm-hmm. yeah. They yeah. call it a
0: diurnal temperature swing. And the reason it's that way in Paso is because that's still the Alaskan currents that are coming down. So you have really cold water there. So in the middle of summer when it's 100 degrees in those mountains, mm-hmm. right, you know, all that heat pulls that cold air, and that's why you get all that fog, like in San Francisco and all mm-hmm. those places. Okay. It pulls that cold water, that cold air off of that. Mm-hmm. And that's what creates that fog. So it creates like a blanket of fog over the region, which is, I like to look at it like a blanket that puts the grapes to bed that night, right? Oh, so what they
2: that's do. That's great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So during the day, the grape is working really hard, 100 mm-hmm. degrees, you know, so yeah. the sugars are building, like all these things are building. And then its blanket comes in, mm-hmm. it gets a little night night. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And that retains the acidity in the grape. So what happens is you get these grapes that are really high in sugar, but they're also really high in acidity. Mm. And so that's what makes the Paso region like really interesting when it comes to this. So it's one of the main parts of the um, terroir of uh, Paso Robles. So I think what we should do is do a little taste. So on your left, you can see a difference in color right off the bat. Mm -hmm. You can see almost like a salmon, like kind of a brownish, it's a little bit uh, lighter. Usually what you wanna do is you wanna have a white background, like a white piece of paper. Um, so yeah, you need to do it against those caps. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I guess, yeah. That's okay. I have, I guess. There you go. And yeah. what you would usually want to do is hold it oh, at yeah. about a 45 degree angle, uh-huh. and then you can see the variation from yeah. the center to the mm-hmm. rim, and then you can see it uh, as well on the other one, correct? Yes. So,
1: wow.
0: you can see right off the bat, there is a gigantic difference between mm-hmm. these wines. Yes. So when you're doing a blind tasting, like what we do with the Quartermaster Sommeliers, and know we'll get into that a little bit later, uh-huh. um... Starting the level two, when they test you, you have to blind taste those wines. So you have to tell them what year it was made, what country it's from, what region, what grape, like all it's these different so things, wild. right?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, blind. Mm-hmm. Um, not like they blindfolded, but I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> without knowing anything about the wine. Yeah. And so the first thing you do, it's yeah. all, it's like detective work, right? You're just throwing things out that it couldn't be. So the beauty to looking at this, uh, first and foremost, as I know, it's red it's not white wine mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you can throw all the white wines out yeah. so now we've already cut <laughs> off 50% of them right? like guess
1: who. yes exactly <laughs> it that's, right, that's right that's <laughs> right
0: yeah, and so exactly <laughs> so with that um we've already cut 50% it's not a rosé mm-hmm. <laughs> those are out yeah right so now you've already you've already got it down to 35 40% of the wines that are that mm-hmm. are out there so then it becomes is it light or is it dark mm-hmm. right Well, the lighter wines are going to be the thinner skin wines, like Pinot Noir and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. Um, whereas the thicker skin wines like Cabernet Sauvignon, even um, uh, Syrah and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. you you can see really quickly after you've tasted wine, even just for a week or two, if you've done Mm. uh, a few tastings, you can see right away, oh, that's definitely not a Pinot Noir. That's not a Pinot. There's no way. If it Mm -hmm. is... They put this thing called Mega Purple into it. And we can talk about that <laughs> later. But <laughs> that basically makes it look like that. And yeah. if you see Pinot Noir that looks like that, it's inexpensive Pinot Noir. Because ah, <laughs> they've, okay. uh, they've added that stuff to it. <laughs> So um, So that's the first part. So now we've already taken, now we've kicked out Pinot Noir, I mean, as dark as this one is especially, mm-hmm. I mean, you've kicked out all the light grapes. I and mean, you're not even doing Grenache. You're not doing any of that stuff at this point. So you've broken this down to really down to about six different grapes before you even put it to your nose. Wow. Right? Yeah. So then your nose is going to take you the last... Uh, Gets you to about 10% Mm -hmm. from the finish line. Mm -hmm. And then the palate either confirms or whatever, as far as the nose goes. Yeah. Something like Nebbiolo from um, Northern Italy, Mm -hmm. uh, Barolo, will look like a Pinot Noir, very light. So you can't throw that one out. But when it hits your palate, it is as tannic a wine as you're ever going to have. Tannin is that feeling like when you had a vacuum in your mouth or something and it pulls all the saliva out. And you're like, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So... With the bigger, thick skin wines, you get that, mm-hmm. right? Like the Cabernet and things like that. With the Pinot Noir, generally, you're not going to get that sensation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: except. With Barolo's, Nebbiolo, the grape from from that. So it's like a, it's a dead giveaway,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? When when you taste, when you look at it and it's light and you taste it and it sucks all the saliva out of your mouth, you're like, that's obviously a Barolo. It can't be anything yeah. else.
1: No. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow.
0: So. Um, wow. it's a lot that goes
3: that's, into this. Yeah.
1: There's a <laughs> yeah. lot of information. I love it.
0: You know, I thought it was Hocus Pocus. I'll be honest so, with you. Yeah. When I started this and they're like, oh, you're going to have to blind taste. I'm like, Come on you know (laughs) really there's so many wines out there but there's rules to it right they can't Mm -hmm. just give you like a zinfandel from you know uh, morocco or something right yeah it has to be a typical wine from that region Mm -hmm. so you know the typical wines you know if you're going to do it's going to be bordeaux it's going to be cabernet base if it's left bank or low base if it's right bank we can get into all that stuff later. Anyways,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so uh, so what we're going to do is we'll taste the French wine first. That's going to be on the left-hand side. That's the mm-hmm. one that's a little bit lighter in color,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: Um, so you give it a little swirl. You just give it a little swirl because you're roughing it all up, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you go to put it to your nose, you put this right to the bridge of your nose, right? You dig your nose right into it because then you can smell it, right? Oh, yeah. So now you're going to pick up... Uh, Different little things. Now I'm getting a little bit of almost like a baking spice with this before I even get fruit. Um, yeah, it's a, like
1: spicier. Yeah, like my eyes a little.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's like, a, but there's up. almost like a nutmeg kind of thing, or I don't know if it's nutmeg or if it's like a coriander or, or something like that. I'm getting like these baking spices,
1: almost like right? a winter spice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So a little bit of that, and then I'm getting the fruit secondary.
1: Mm-hmm. See, all
0: these things are going through my head. So as I smell that. I know right away, this is not a new world wine. This is not a California wine, Mm -hmm. most likely. The French or the uh, old world wines, as we call it, anything from Europe, you're going to get those sensations first, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to get the big in-your-face fruit like you get with a lot of the California wines and a lot of the new world wines. Mm -hmm. So right away, I'm in Europe, Mm -hmm. right? So now now I would break it down and start thinking like, okay, what could this be? You know, let's think of some of the things that it could be, not what it isn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking towards probably like Chianti or uh, maybe a Brunello, which is kind of the same thing. Sangiovese is the great. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's going to be what it is, uh, a Bordeaux. Uh, personally, like just putting this in my nose, I would think that this is more Merlot, honestly, even though what I read about this, it was uh, yeah. it was more Cab, yeah. but mm-hmm. barely. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh it's lighter in style. So now when you put it to the palate, right? Go mm-hmm. ahead. You want to chew the wine like food. You want it to hit all of, oh. all the areas of your mouth. I Sorry, I forgot to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't do that. So you want to chew you want it to hit all the flavor receptors. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: your nose picks up about 90% of the flavors. That's when you get a clogged nose and you mm-hmm. eat or drink it and you can't taste it. Yeah. Right? Um, and so you you want to take it in the uh, all over and chew the wine so that you those aromas and stuff come in the back of your nasal your cavity uh-huh. and you and you really pick it up from both sides now as far as you're getting the the nose on the front when you had yeah. there but then also you're getting all those flavors and everything are
1: mm-hmm. are in the back of your palate. Well, and then you have different you pick up different flavors on in different parts of your mouth or on, on sweet, tongue, salt, right?
0: sour, bitter, and umami. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know you want to pick all those things up so you can get a little bit of tan in here so now mm-hmm. this, is, this is a little bit too big in style for what an italian wine or like a Chianti or Bur- uh, uh, a brunello would be okay a little bit more really than, than something like that as far as this particular one this is really steering us towards france at this point
2: mm-hmm. right
0: um but you know it's easy for me to say because i know you the say
3: right like we like we knew that uh, yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah i know right so That's now right. so, I it.
0: So now what we're going to do, I'm going to stop talking so much this time, mm-hmm. and I want you to just pick up the second wine and do the same exact thing that we just did there okay. and see if you notice any differences. So you give a little swirl right to the bridge of your nose. See that? That is fruit. That is plum. Yeah, a, that is like hot. There's, big. There's not
1: the spice Mm-mm. or the Nothing.
0: that sensation from. mm and you put it on your palate. I mean, this is a monster, right? And this oh, is yeah. this is that California, I call it a cocktail in a glass, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this wine, it.
3: Grape, the French wine yeah. is made.
0: It's big, right? I mean, that's plum and blackberry yeah. and even some raspberry. It's not just yeah. all dark fruit. you some lots and lots of fruit. Minimal other, you know, a little bit of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, not a ton. Um... So I see a little bit of barrel inclusion in this. This isn't two years buried in oak, I wouldn't imagine, Um, like some of the wines can be. Uh, So this is letting the fruit speak a lot more, and the barrel just kind of adds to it a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of time, like with Napa cabs, you're going to get a lot of barrel inclusion. It's going to be huge fruit, huge baking spice, sometimes some vanilla in there, (laughs) like it is gigantic right mm-hmm. and that's what napa is known for a big napa cab
2: yeah so when yeah. we go
0: to steakhouses if you look at the wine list it's Aww. like here's your napa cabs and here's everything else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's because of that so you can see right away the difference from a french old world wine that's really the same grapes you know with a little exception mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. this wine but you see the difference in terroir and winemaking with that. Yeah. So when you're tasting these wines, this was the French wine was made to be put with food, cheese, um, different dishes that you make. Whereas the other, the California wine, you can easily put it with a big steak, mm-hmm. but you can't put that with anything delicate. You're not putting that with definitely nothing like a halibut or something like that. I was gonna say like not that. fish. No or way. Something like that. No mm-hmm. way. It's
1: just too robust. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and then the tannins in the wine also that when they. Uh, when they cross with the seafood, you get almost metallic flavor. Oh, so um, and that's why you want to. Okay. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. But, you know, I used, used to say, when I was a sommelier, I'd train the staff mm-hmm. I'd say, so if you're table and they were in halibut and they say, I'd like this Cabernet, the response is coming right up. <laughs> they didn't ask for your opinion.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. right.
0: <laughs>
1: that's like, what they like. Well, let me teach you something. Yeah, that's maybe. right. Yeah.
0: Actually, you don't yeah. know how to order food. No,
1: you don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, but if they ask, you know, do you think this would go okay, then yeah. you can say, mm-hmm. well, we usually don't pair that together because of this mm-hmm. reason that, you know, yeah. customer that's services huge it's huge oh, right yeah. i mean you don't want to go into a place you're paying 100 150 200 bucks a person and have somebody it's like
1: their favorite school wine. you cool. in front of your like, yeah, you know. favorite wine and it's yeah. like a special occasion or something and you're
0: like you shouldn't get that yeah mm-hmm. oh, terrible choice but right. i'll get it for you anyways so.
3: but in my house Pretty much. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're
1: going to be like, oh, I would like. No, you don't. <laughs> no,
0: no,
3: you don't.
1: No. No. Use this as a teaching no. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't.
0: So, anyways, there you go. That's the way we kind of walk through tastings. Um, mm-hmm. I
1: had a question about stems versus non-stems. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. So, here's the deal. This is the handle of the wine glass. So, mm-hmm. I want you to picture a hammer, right? Mm-hmm. You would never pick a hammer up by the head of the hammer and try and hammer a nail with it. Right. Hold okay. it by the handle. And that's what this is, right? And so the reason is, is because when you put your hand on there, this is 98.6 degrees, mm-hmm. you're taking that wine that should be, uh, red wine should be served in really low to mid 60s, right? Um, they say room temperature, that's because room temperature used to be 65 degrees until we had heaters and all this. And yeah. now it's 72. <laughs> you don't don't really know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, So when you take your 98 degree hand and put it on mm-hmm. your 65 degree wine, it pretty quickly comes up in temperature. So the warmer the wine is, the more sugar you taste. The cooler it is, the more acid you taste. Interesting. And so here's the thing. So let's look at Sprite. Okay. Okay. Picture Sprite poured over ice, ice cold. You drink it. It tastes like lemons and limes, right?
2: Yeah. Now
0: picture a warm. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Now picture a warm Sprite, Mm -hmm. like room temperature. You drink it. It tastes like syrup.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah all so sugar. So one tastes yes. like
0: sugar oh, and yeah. one tastes like lemons and limes. Wow. So it's the same thing with yeah. wine, right? Uh-huh. Um, so when you put your hand on that, you're changing the flavors of the wine. It's served at a particular temperature because that is what balances the wine out on your palate. That's the whole idea. So you always mm-hmm. want to hold the stem when you can. The other thing is that it clouds up the glass. And if you're really like evaluating the wine, you can't really see it because it's yeah. through all your flavors. I was going say too, <laughs> the, isn't
1: the... Trails, the legs. The le- tra- trails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got another a different the name for it. I'll things on the glass because uh, that's most, a part of it, right?
0: That's the most overrated uh, term in wine tasting. Um, somebody came along and was like, oh, look at the legs on this, right? Yeah. Well, it was just
1: kind or of the, the church life.
0: windows. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but somebody had some sort of fringe knowledge and, I don't know, whatever.
1: Somehow it took off.
0: The only thing that that does, if you swirl a glass and you can see them start to fall, yeah, it tells you the viscosity of the wine. It gives you an idea when you're blind tasting, if there's more or less sugar in it, and it helps very minutely help you determine which... Uh, basically where it's coming from how far mm-hmm. north of the equator and whatnot like because it's more sugar yeah it could be from this region if it's fermented dry like you know what i mean yeah. like it's yeah. it's it's a very minor mm-hmm. thing as oh, far wow, as quality it goes seemed like nothing like it was doing. like
1: people do it and they look at it and like oh it yeah. looks like it's falling nicely and like yeah
0: I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it means. It means the person you're drinking wine with has French knowledge. <laughs> right? And from then on, you just kind of nod and go, okay. Oh, yeah." My, oh, Anything you say from here. I've never not.
3: been anyone around anyone with French knowledge. <laughs> I've
0: never heard that before. That's mm-hmm. oh, so funny. Yeah, so that's the deal with stems. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people have the stemless glasses. I know you use them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's great for um, casual, you know, your table wines that cost 10 bucks or so, mm-hmm. 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. You're sitting around with a friend and, you know, it's, it, every, wine doesn't have to be pretentious like this. Let's yeah. be real, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm walking you through kind of like the standards of it. Uh-huh. I mean, at home, I... I don't know the last time I used a stem glass I usually use this one thing looks I look like an old Italian man walking around <laughs> <laughs> with a tumbler full of red wine. <laughs> this will work. So that's the thing. So that, it's
1: a vessel. Yeah. That's right. Exactly.
0: So don't don't take it too seriously, yeah, but yeah. if you have a really nice wine and you've spent a lot of money on that mm-hmm. wine, you want the stem glass, you want wow. to make sure it's at the right temperature, you want to hold, you want to swirl it with that, you want and you definitely Don't want these rolled rims um, that are on here. You see how it's like almost like a speed bump, right? Mm -hmm. So that's glass. Whereas I think the other ones that you had also had that, but with crystal, Mm -hmm. that's going to come to a sharp point. And what happens is when that wine gets to that edge, keep my hand there just in case. um, It hits that and it spreads out, and it hits all these parts of your palate, and it really fumbles up all the flavors. Whereas with like a Riedel glass or like the crystal, Mm -hmm. what happens is it comes to a sharp point and it aims at certain parts of your palate, depending Uh on which grape variety you're drinking with. Yeah. And I thought once again... People really have put a science into (laughs) it. Well, the crazy thing is, is I did this tasting with Riedel. I'm sure you've seen R-I-E-D-E-L. A lot of people say Riedel. It's Mm -hmm. it's Riedel like needle is what they like to say. So with Riedel, they come out and they do this tasting and they bring out rolled rim glasses they have their um, crystal different shapes everything and they finish with a red solo cup
2: right mm-hmm. it's really cool mm-hmm.
0: so they pour the same wine in all of them and you cannot imagine how different it tastes wow. from one to the next to the next to the next it i would have never believed it if i didn't go through that, the tasting myself that the, the how,
1: glassware itself had that much of an impact humongous on difference i mean it was wow. like
0: two completely different wines in the proper wow. stemware from Riedel, it, it had this elegance. It pulled out every single flavor. You know, you could really get it. When you, the red solo cup, mm-hmm. I mean, it might as well have just been grape juice. <laughs> I mean like you couldn't taste it it was yeah. fumbled up it was all over the place mm-hmm. I don't know if it reacted with the plastic or what right. happened it's but it was different. like I watched it pour it was the same mm-hmm. wine Yeah. and it tasted I mean I'm bougie with totally. a red
3: solo cup anyway you can't pour me anything in a red solo
0: cup <laughs> <laughs> come can't. on not even a Pabst Blue Ribbon you can't even pour
3: <laughs> you can't pour nothing to me <laughs> unless we playing beer pong you can't there pour there you go see there's always
0: an unless with a yeah. red solo cup unless <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. unless we're playing beer
0: pong I like those red solo cups that have the measurements, you know how they have the lines. Have you yeah, seen that? Uh-huh. And like every line is a different measurement. So oh, yeah, the really? bottom line is like a shot. Yeah. You should fill it to there. And the next oh, line uh, yeah. is like really? eight yeah. ounces, and the next line is like twelve <laughs> ounces, and the top is sixteen ounces. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm a uh, I'm a professional with this, right?
1: <laughs> Twenty five years in the food and beverage industry. Of
0: course, you're we'll gonna pick up a little something, you yeah.
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you might bring Coomber wines. Yeah. And you. We didn't drink yeah. those, but yeah. why?
0: So Skip <laughs> Skip and Maureen Coomber own mm-hmm. Coomber Wines. And Skip is adamant about us never getting cellar palate, which is something I agree with. Mm-hmm. Cellar palate is when all you drink is your own wines mm. and you never taste anything else. And what happens is all of a sudden your wine quality starts to go down because you're not comparing it to anything, right? Mm. And so when you don't comp- That's a good point. when you aren't comparing it to other things, you just keep thinking, oh, this is fine. This is great. This is fine. And you don't realize the quality's going down. You're just getting used to these off flavors. Ah. And they're getting more and more and more. And, you know, I, how do you tell somebody that you like in the industry, you know, Dude, your wine sucks now, right? I yes. mean, <laughs> it's right. You're great people. I, I just, I don't do that. Like, if they ask my opinion and pull it out of me, I'll tell them, I won't say it like that. Right. But Yeah. But, um but otherwise, I'm not going to volunteer that information. How really? offensive is that? Right, right. right. Um, so what we what we do, Skip is, like I say, adamant about this. You know, we want to taste our wines, and we taste them every day, mm-hmm. right? Anytime we, the staff opens up, our wine stewards behind the bar, I want them tasting the wines constantly. They taste and spit, taste and spit, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, we don't drink at the tasting room. We're just not one of those places. Mm-hmm. I never drink there. The owners never drink there. We just don't do that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and neither do the employees, right? And so, um, yeah, they, they taste and spit everything. But I tell them, like, I want them drinking other wines, yeah. and I definitely, I mean, I'll bring some wines home once in a while. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but um, but not like more times than not, I'm buying other wines because mm-hmm. I want to taste these wines, and then when I do taste or drink our wines, right. It's like, oh man, this one's actually tasting a little bit off, or it's tasting. Wow, this is tasting it's really keep, good. Kind of keeping your mm-hmm.
1: palate trained,
0: mm-hmm. so right. that it
1: doesn't get like fatigued or used to. That's if You're right. saying certain flavors, so you yeah. can be true to style. Well,
0: you start to get attracted to those flavors. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, two buck chuck, right? I mean, when I first drank it, was, oh, it's terrible, but it was all we could afford, right? right. <laughs> right. So you know, you're twenty-something living in San Francisco, you're buying cases of two buck of chuck. Two buck it, well, it, <laughs> I'll tell you what.
1: When at, you're 20 in, or 21, living
0: in Texas, after three months of drinking it, yeah, you yeah. get used to it. Mm-hmm. And it does get good. You're like, you know what? I'm fine with that now. Yeah, it's kind of okay. Yeah. It, I always <laughs> tell people this, though, too. Mm-hmm. As soon as you start drinking other wines that are 10 bucks and 15 and 20 and 30, there's no going back.
1: Really, not going back. You can't
0: go back. Yeah, and so yeah. if you enjoy that two buck shot, don't dive into this world.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. You're ready this for is an it.
0: expensive habit. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Are there any other notes? Like, I know we were doing we the tasting with the reds, but how we talked about like a white, what's yeah, sort of,
0: like, well, one of the things you look for when you're tasting wine is that if you put your nose to it and mm-hmm. you smell anything other than fruit, like we were talking about baking mm-hmm. spice or vanilla or something like that, that's from the barrel.
1: Okay. Mm. Oh, so it's not from the grape.
0: No. Okay. If you're tasting anything fruit driven, raspberries or blackberries or plum or any of that other stuff, Mm -hmm. that's all from the grape. Right? And then you also have yeast that gets into the mix and the type of yeast they use and all that stuff to Mm. actually make it happen. Um, you know, because it's that's an interesting process in itself, right? The Mm -hmm. way that that all goes down with fermentation. And um, so yeah, if you if you're tasting like I say, anything that's not fruit, That's the barrel. You're tasting fruit. That's the grape. Mm. Right. So sometimes, like with white wines, you'll taste all fruit. That's stainless steel, most likely, or even a cement egg. Some Sometimes they use oh, that. Yeah, so sometimes. where you're getting no flavor from the barrel. It's clean and crisp, like really good Sauvignon Blanc.
1: Everything is coming from the grape.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And it's you look at it and it's almost clear to look through. It's greenish, you know, sometimes uh-huh. and, and uh-huh. very... Um, very, very pretty like that, like a light gold mm-hmm. color. Not even light gold, like yellow, not even gold. Because when it gets to gold, barrels also give them color, right? Okay. And so, you know, if you, um, two things will give white wine color, right? Age, mm-hmm. oxidation, right, where it gets, oxygen gets into it and it sits for a while. Mm-hmm. Or barrels, right? Barrels will give it a little bit of well. color sometimes. That's exactly yeah. right. well, it's exactly right. We talk about a lot of the time with, uh, you know, whiskey and um, with, you know, anything, especially whiskey, but uh, tequila, say mm-hmm. tequila, right? Mm-hmm. kind of
1: thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have silver, <laughs>
0: you have Reposado, mm-hmm. and then you have Añejo, mm-hmm. and then you have extra Añejo. Mm-hmm. And all that is, is how long it's aged in the barrel. Yeah. Because silver really doesn't see any barrel time, so it has no color.
3: Yeah, zero.
0: Reposado sees nine to 12 months in a mm-hmm. barrel, so it's light brown.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Añejo sees a year to three years, I think is what it's at now, because mm-hmm. they just changed it up with this extra Añejo. Yep. So on Yeho it gets almost brown and then the extra on Yeho gets like pretty
3: dark. dark. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost that's like light. eight years and beyond. Yeah.
0: And yeah. that's where you're tasting all that barrel. That's that vanilla yeah. and like all those things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really good. And those are American oak barrels, not French oak most of the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it's the same thing with wine. You get back to it.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: barrel influence is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then one thing you always want to remember too is with white wine, the older it is, the more color it gets. Um the younger it is, the less color. And red wine is the exact opposite. The older a red wine gets, it, it loses up. its color. Ah. And uh, the younger it is, um, it's more vibrant, big in style. Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What about rosés? Does it follow
0: Uh, Rosés are tough because there's so many different hues to that. Mm-hmm. You don't know, like, really, really started <laughs> as. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little bit tougher to decipher. Yeah. Um, you'll pick that up more in your palate than you will um, by sight.
2: Right, Mm because you don't know what
0: it started as a lot of the time. It could have, I don't know, it could have started. Depends on how much skin inclusion they have. Because all the color comes from the skin of the grape
2: Mm -hmm. in
0: most grapes, right? Um, So you take a Cabernet grape and you squeeze it, it comes out clear, Mm
2: -hmm. right?
0: But when you you crush it and put the skin and everything in there, and they do what's called punch downs, Mm -hmm. where they got this big thing that's about this big and they do it by hand sometimes, Mm -hmm. where they're punching the cap, they call it, because all the skins float to the top and create like a crust on top uh-huh. and then you're punching those back down because you're stirring it almost like a stew oh, wow. right so you're extracting all those colors out of the um out of the, skins, out of the skins and that's where you're getting the tannins and like all that color and that's what people are allergic to when they say i'm allergic to wine i get headaches the, I get skins? This. the skins it's the histamines that are in the skins oh, my God. right oh, yeah oh. whereas you hear people they always say oh it's sulfites so if you've ever had a piece of deli turkey or a dried apricot, mm-hmm. there's, more, there's more sulfites in one dried apricot than like a bottle of wine. Wow. Right? Because that's what preserves it. Yeah. And so sulfites, the reaction to that is more asthmatic, and it's like half of 1% of people. Whereas mm-hmm. the histamines that are in the red wine skins... That's what gets people to react and they get headaches and all that stuff.
1: I've I've noticed sometimes when I drink certain red wines that I get more sneezy.
0: Yeah, (laughs) totally.
1: (laughs) I'm like, what is? Where did this come from? It's the histamines in
0: the skin. Yeah. So if you go with lighter style wines, pinot noirs, things like that, or even especially like old world wines, Uh you're going to have less of that because they don't punch that cap the same way, right? They'll leave the skins in there and let it get you know be part of the wine, Mm -hmm. but they aren't extracting every little bit out they can. I mean, that's another reason why that's so dark, right?
1: Cause they, it's because they are
0: punching it down or they're doing what's called pump-overs where they have a pump on the bottom, a hose, cir- and they just they pump the wine over the top. It. Yeah, and they're circulating it constantly. Oh,
1: my gosh. Just so much Wow.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, look at me at the next part. Oh
0: <laughs> I am down. It's incredible. Thank you, Will. you know, it's <laughs> Thank so you. funny. You're going to have to rewatch it about 10 times. There's so much information. Just, just you try and so get one it.
3: thing out of that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Man. Yeah.
3: Watch out, my friends out there, because <laughs> guess what? <laughs> <look, you're laughs> <not, laughs> <not>, you <laughs> are in trouble. That's with this right. Somebody's new coming new knowledge. with knowledge, walking
2: and loaded.
1: With all this new knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So, how did you originally? Become interested in wine
0: and you know, um, I
1: uh, where did I start it all started,
0: it uh, it started in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved to San Francisco to actually kind of hone my game as far as golf goes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I wanted to play professional golf, oh. and so uh, I'd played fairly well at the amateur level, played you know, some junior college stuff, we did really well with that, and I uh, I left junior college to pursue golf um and played some amateur events played on teams did pretty well uh, and then gave up my amateur status and went up to the canadian tour um, went to their qualifying school um, just had a bad week wasn't hitting it that good and you can't have a bad week when you're like trying especially when you don't have a big big funding behind you Mm -hmm. which i turned down because it was too cocky it was my own fault i had two people who wanted to fund me and I was like, I got this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they want 60% of your earnings.
2: Oh, wow, so right? pretty that's a percentage. lot percentage. Well, it is, but
0: they're paying for all your bills, <laughs>
2: oh, right? Oh, and so it's a helping. big
0: write-off yeah. for them. So they're paying for the hotel, they're paying for the gas, they're paying yeah. for the travel, they're paying for everything. Mm-hmm. So they should get 60%. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can do that myself. I could save up enough. All I need is three tournaments. And I know I'm going to play some of them and make enough money to keep moving on. What a cocky jerk I was. <laughs> Like it was
1: (laughs) the honesty, yeah, self awareness.
0: Oh, I just slapped in the face, like you know, reality hit. I had a bad week Mm -hmm. that turned into a bad second week, and then I had enough money at that point where I was either going to put the clubs away and take a road trip across Canada to go see a cousin of mine. Mm-hmm. I was in a convertible Mustang. My dad let oh. me borrow. <laughs> right mm-hmm. he was driving my old beat cutlass. Oh yeah. I got the California license plate with the <laughs> with the convertible I'm Mustang going to it. Canada. Yeah. Oh man. I mean I might as well have been Tom Cruise called to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Mm-hmm. I had a blast, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, went out there. I said, "Screw it, I'm done." And I went out, spent a month and a half with him, just hanging out. Came back to the city, and I was like, "All right, well, I'm done playing professional golf. I'm over this. I love the competitive side. I hated that side—the travel and mm. the playing for money. It just ruined it for
2: I me. Right? It. Yeah. yeah,
0: it really did. Um, and so now I'm stuck. I got no college degree. <laughs> I'm, uh, but I'm tenant bar, or actually, at that point, I was still working as a doorman, a bellman, okay. in downtown uh, at. Uh, the Western St. Francis
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, buddy of mine, we were playing golf a few weeks after I got back and uh, he's on the golf course. And he got a call and said, Hey, I just got the job as a GM, Bob's and chop house in the Omni hotel. And I said, do you need a bartender? <laughs> and mm-hmm. he said, I do. And so he said, you're my first hire. So we ended up hiring a whole staff and it came in. They were just building that hotel at that time. This is an Oh one Oh two.
2: Okay.
0: Um, so I went in, you know, I was there first one in, putting stuff together and getting everything together. Uh, Kevin Lee was his name. He gave me the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I started ten a bar I I Tend-A-Bar and small bars before that, just little, like, off the beaten path places.
3: Mm-hmm, right. Um but just for a rum Roman Coke and
0: a beer. Exactly. And so I was doing that for a few years. That's where the 25 years come in. And actually oh, okay. your, your intro is probably right. It's closer to 20 years of being a legit real right. you know, <laughs> F person. But I did make money for 25 yeah, years doing it. Yeah, okay, um okay. so I get put behind this bar and all of a sudden I'm in the big leagues. I'm on California Montgomery. One of the three busiest intersections in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I got the Bank of America building across the street. I got the Transamerica Pyramid about a half a block down that way. I got cable cars going by and I'm the lead bartender because I was the first one hired. The guy who's number two's got 24 years bartending experience in San Francisco, 26 years behind him and 20 years behind him, right? So I'm looking at 60 to 70 years of, you know, and that was all in the big leagues, bartending. And I'm there like... You know, just thing I was on the golf course that <laughs> yeah, day. <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: I know. So, so much. Yeah. Uh,
0: the the guy second behind his name was Danny Wu. Um, he's a big Chinese guy, big, just a big laugh, just a, a great guy. Mm-hmm. And um, he was asked that when it got to my point where you know they had to either keep me or not. It was pretty well known that they were going to let me go,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, they went to Danny and they said, "Hey, we're thinking about letting him go. Like, what do you think?" And he said, "No." He can talk to the people. I'll teach him because um, I just want to sit in the well anyways and make drinks. He was really good at making drinks real fast. Mm-hmm. He didn't like conversing so much with, yeah. with the people. He said, let him do his thing. So because of that, I was able to stay on. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so I, I, had, I was number one in seniority. So yeah. he did that knowing that I was going to have control of his schedule.
2: Uh right Mm -hmm. and he had another
0: job and he had family he had all these different things yeah so when i found this out i was like look danny you tell me what you want Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: that's your schedule right you know you do a bid when you're in a union like that because we went union Mm -hmm. um and so i said whatever you want is what you're going to get and then i'll take whatever's after that Mm -hmm. right because i wouldn't be here without you, right Right. so that was always our deal yeah was that he got I'd, I'd write out the schedule as what he wanted. I would take whatever was next.
2: Yeah. And then and everybody else. That. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's how I kind of got started. Mm-hmm. We had all these wines behind us. I'd never seen a label, anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I just knew
0: how to drink it. I didn't know <laughs> right. anything about
2: it. <laughs> right. right.
0: Um, and a buddy of mine, George Blankensy, who's now uh, the... Have you heard of Chateau Montalena um, in Napa? Um, it's one of the big... I mean, it's really... If there's a Mount Rushmore of Napa wines, they'd have to be on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he's, uh, he's a big wig with them. I don't know what it is. I think he's like a state general manager. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but he's, he's a big wig
2: with mm-hmm. them,
0: and he's such a nice man. Um, so he was the director of food and beverage for the West of St. Francis. And uh, when I was working there, and he introduced me to wine.
2: Mm-hmm. He
0: said, Hey, come check this out. So he poured a 96 Silver Oak for me. This is a 99. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, 96 BB Latour. You know, these are very expensive, very good wines. And mm-hmm. I'd never tasted anything like that. And I like those were my epiphany wines.
2: Oh, like, wow. I was everyone like, has Whoa. something yeah. I
0: was like, this is why this doesn't taste anything like the crap I've been drinking the two buck yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> <Quality>. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. right. So that's what kind of sparked it. But then after that when I got the bartending job a few years later, mm-hmm. I'm looking at all these labels, I'm like, what does all this stuff mean? Because we had a great French selection. We had all these great, you know, cabs and Pinot's and like from all over the world. Right. And so, you know, eventually you get sick and tired of saying, I don't know what that is when somebody asks you, right? right? yeah. I mean, I'm getting paid a lot of money to, Mm -hmm. I'm getting tipped a lot of money to be here. I should probably know what I'm talking about. Right. So I started looking at it a little bit more and a little bit more, and then um, eventually I met my wife, uh, or my girlfriend became my wife. Mm -hmm. We quit our jobs there in San Francisco. Uh, We traveled through Europe for three months for our honeymoon. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a month in Canada. Um, in Newfoundland, where a lot of my family's from, and we came back here. And that's when I dove into the sommelier program when I was working at West Steakhouse. Yeah, that's what really got me into it. So, yeah it's the very long winded podcast answer. <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> how I got
0: it too. I'll tell you, worth, is what yeah. I want to call it. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on TV, you don't talk like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, oh, well, this guy introduced me to it. I got a great bartender job, and then I became a sommelier. Yeah. Next
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's all we have time for yeah that's right <laughs> nice to see you we'll see you later
1: right <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah okay
0: yeah so that's how i got into it and then at that point you know you take the level one test uh-huh. sign up for it it's nerve-wracking um even though they say that like 97 or 8 percent of people pass it
2: mm-hmm. it's not because
0: it's easy it's because all those people that sign up for it study enough and you have to know grapes and their regions um, the different flavor characteristics and things aren't so much because you don't have to do the blind tasting part. But what you do is a two-day seminar with four, or six master sommeliers, mm-hmm. and they're level four, so they're as high as it gets. Right? And there's only give or take about three hundred, maybe close to four hundred now in the world. In the
3: whole world, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like the highest. I
3: remember. Um. um what was the guy's name? Ivan.
2: How do oh, I mean his name? Yeah, he I- was the
3: one who told us. He uh he's the um the owner right here at uh, Madeira Kitchen. Oh okay, Mexico. Nice. Mm-hmm. And he told us that it was like three hundred, and I was like, wait, in the entire world?
0: Yeah. It's the highest fail rate they say. You, know, you never know. Everybody else so they say, right? Um, of any profession. Day? Yeah, right. I know. I love my favorite. we were just talking about this. They go, well, experts say. I'm like, what, what experts? Ex- right? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> know. Studies show. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: like, what does that mean? My
0: eight year old studies. studies now she's really smart. I'd take her word for it. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right. so you. yeah, uh, so you have this group of master sommeliers that um, walk you through over two days, two full days, we're talking 10 to 12 hour days.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They walk you through like, this is how you blind taste. This is how you serve. This is how you serve champagne. This is how you do these things. This is what you look for. And you're doing blind tasting. And you're walking through this and they want you asking questions and they want to go through all this stuff. And as long as you go in there uh, loaded with the knowledge of just understanding that you know, Cabernet started in the left bank of Bordeaux. There's a river mm-hmm. that runs through the Garonne River. Mm-hmm. And if it's on the left bank, the West bank of that, it's Cabernet based. If it's on the right bank, then it's Merlot based, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you understand those things and that red burgundy is Pinot Noir mm-hmm. and uh, white burgundy is Chardonnay mm-hmm. and, you know, just those sorts of yeah. things. Then you go there and they really take that knowledge and they they,
2: they work you the, out, yeah.
0: right? And so um, so you come out of that with a, ton of knowledge and then so the test at the end
2: mm-hmm. is
0: like you know whatever i mean you're still a little nervous but right. you go through it it's and that's why yeah <laughs> right yeah well and you don't want to like flunk and come right. back and be like i was one of the two percent yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i really am dumb <laughs> you
3: know? my family be like all that why are you drinking you couldn't pass
2: that test.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> so yeah it was it was great so i went off and did that i was mm-hmm. in vegas i came back and i was like i have a career like
2: mm-hmm. you know what i
0: mean yeah and it was it was such i remember when they had called my name it was such an epiphany moment for me mm-hmm. like this feeling came out of me that ugh, i've felt maybe five times in my life mm-hmm. like with different things that have happened mm-hmm. most of them whole in ones when i was playing golf what's that
1: like when your children were
0: born that was different you know you're in a you're in a setting that's <laughs> was say, like when you got married like, or... well no, uh, i mean okay so the children being born is more of a war zone that you're like oh my god everybody's still alive right, <laughs> you know? right?
2: there's blood everywhere and most people are like
0: here's your her baby and you're like oh god
2: <laughs> I'm I just glad everybody's getting out
0: of here alive we walked in here with two lives we got three walking out right like yeah. you know? <laughs> so oh no it god. was very different <laughs> than that <Yeah. laughs> this is much more simple and joyous right? yeah. 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 You know? like, yeah. yeah like epiphany
1: like yeah. that's not, right. oh
3: my god I gotta keep this alive for
0: 18 years yeah, yeah. oh man
1: <laughs> more fear right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no
0: this was simple Joy. simple pure dopamine uh-huh. serotonin goes crazy just pure excitement they drink a sparkling wine with master sommeliers they're the coolest people on earth they really are because they're they're beyond all the pretentiousness, mm-hmm. right? They don't have to be pretentious. They freaking know everything about what you're drinking and Wait, what you're doing. Exactly. There's none of this fringe knowledge. Like, oh, look at the church legs or yeah. any of that crap. <laughs> and making people... uh church legs? Sorry, the church windows or the... The, <laughs> the
2: church, church legs. legs. I wow. love it.
0: I think we're crossing some lines with that one. just <laughs> <laughs> well, fringe knowledge Yeah, you yeah know, right? no, okay. even They call it church For legs. their church legs. That's <laughs> <Right. laughs> That should be the name uh, of our wine. We'll come out with a wine. We'll call it yes. church legs
1: yeah please
0: oh my god so good yeah Uh. so anyways that's how i got into it and then Mm -hmm. eventually the level two came around um that was super nerve-wracking that Mm -hmm. was way different that was that was not excitement when i heard my name that was pure relief yeah because i was so worried i didn't pass like there's no way i passed
3: yeah Mm -hmm. i
0: mean the the service portion it's like a
3: licensure exam
0: oh you come out
3: of there and you'd be like there's no way i passed it
0: yeah, and then you get the the you get the
3: the notification in your email, or you get it through your mail, and you like, is that?
2: There's got no everybody way.
3: else in the house reading
2: it. Yeah, you're
1: like, can you double check this? Yeah. <laughs> like, that yeah. oh, 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 that says that I passed? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure that day.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, so I can. Oh, yeah, man. I totally know.
0: Well, and here's the problem: you got that letter at your house. This is in front of all of your peers. They announce your name or not wow. at the end of it. So you're called out.
1: I would not enjoy that. At oh all. yeah, it's
0: like they don't say the people who failed; they just don't yeah. call your name.
1: Yeah, but then I mean, everyone it was, knows. Oh, they it did tears. it's tears. It's like you know who failed. Of course,
0: <laughs> it's the one that's crying, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> because you put so much study into that. Right. Le- mm-hmm. Going from level one to level two is like big, and then going mm-hmm. from two to three is. 10 times that
2: mm-hmm. and
0: level three to four is 10 times that yeah right and so I can imagine oh man so level two certified i said that's it i, I read some statistics statistic that from talked some about
2: experts
0: from some experts mm-hmm. uh that <laughs> talked about how the divorce rate goes up like 80 percent from level two to level three because um, of the amount of time you have to work. spend in tasting groups and so you have a tasting group before work then you go to work 10 hours on the floor And then, uh, and then a tasting group after work. So you don't get home till three, four o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. you wake up at 10, go to your tasting group by 11 and you're doing this every day, prepping for months and months and months. And Mm -hmm. you're studying in between and you're listening to the podcast and you're doing all this stuff. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's, I mean, you're fully immersed, right? And then, you know, you're spending most of your time with this, with this group.
2: Yeah. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. With one of your two groups. And so when I heard, when I started reading that, I was like, my competitive side wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. But my married side didn't. <laughs> right? Right, right. So, um, I
3: mean, it really comes down to just, I think from just, you know, hearing about the relationship status of it with it, it being a high divorce rate. It's almost kind of like you have to have, you have to be with someone or get them to understand that you're supporting me as something that's later on going to pay off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like being the wife of a, you know, a, a, a professional athlete. You know, that minus the travel. millions. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Like, you know, they're going to travel, you know, they're going to study their craft. They're probably going to be after playing, you know, like yeah. you know, hitting balls or throwing balls. Yeah, or yeah, they do. Yeah. They're going to be doing this back and forth. And in order for me to become the best that I need to be, I'm going to have to fully immerse myself into mm-hmm. this. You yep. know, can you wait out those months? Years. But it takes years. years. Yeah. Is it years?
0: Years. Oh, man. Yeah.
3: Can years. you wait out that time yeah. that it takes?
0: And I didn't want to put her through that. There's no, because yeah. you look at it, what does it get you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you become an advance. It's really good for your ego, right? Mm-hmm. And it's great for your craft. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But what is that craft? Nowadays, there's not, you don't have sommeliers on the floor in most places when that's all they do is be a song. Mm-hmm. They're basically a really well trained manager, right? Because mm-hmm. they're still writing schedules. They're, mm-hmm. still up, they're still showing They're still bussing tables. Yeah. They're still doing all this stuff. I mean, they're still doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And then they get to go table side and be like, well, let me tell you all about that Cabernet. Right. Like, you know? Yeah. And so you're so not... a bunch of
3: people who just like, which one matches?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're like, just you know, tell hey, we're me. talking right now. We don't need to hear you talking. <laughs> what should we get? You know, that one. Okay. Yeah. Thanks.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it just sometimes seems like with restaurants or like higher end restaurants, you know, it's like they will advertise or market about their sommelier and sure. things like that. Yeah. And then they work
0: mm-hmm. them to the bone, right? And that's
1: <laughs> the part that probably like customers don't, that we don't know yeah. that yeah. part.
0: Yeah. No, it's great to have a sommelier yeah. because they do have the, the way you have to look at a sommelier is they're basically the masters of the front of the house,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: So the chef is obviously the master of the back of the house. Yeah. Um, they know everything about cooking and preparing and plating and um, and everything that goes with being a chef, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, scheduling and, and prepping and like, uh, there's so many things that a chef does. So right. I hear this, oh, they're a celebrity chef. I'm like, oh, where do they work?
2: No
0: way. Right? I want to hear like, <laughs> where's where, where this person? What, what's their what's their uh, food cost this week? Are they doing and okay with that? Actually. You know, what's their what's yeah. their labor rates and mm-hmm. like, are they scheduling too much? Oh, no, they just have to get in front of a TV and cook some dish. You're a food enthusiast. You're no chef right so chefs are chefs yeah. right like right. let's be real yeah and then you gotta the,
3: come home with a few stains on your clothes
0: yes and yeah. burns that's yeah. where they get all the tattoos right they yeah. cover up all the yeah. burns all over them right <laughs> yeah i mean
1: <laughs> yeah it's intense yes yeah. it's, it's
0: tough i mean you, it, tough. it is and you're yeah, working my the husband says he'd be
3: like oh i got kissed by the oven and i'm like yeah and you're okay yeah. with this sir? yeah this is the job you wanted to be for the rest of your
0: life that's right you better not say it's hot because if you do yeah. the next guy's coming by you with a hot pan he's gonna go oh is that hurt yeah oh how about that? hot tongs i'll leave the tongs and the brother come by and be like oh that's not hot <laughs> right
1: oh <my> yeah <laughs> i'm not made for the house right <laughs> so,
0: so that's the thing is that
3: i'm barely made for the front yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the front of the house
2: mm-hmm.
0: they know the back of the house um I know the front of the house and sommeliers know the front of the house. Mm-hmm. We know how to take care of the customer. We know how to pair the stuff up. Mm-hmm. We know how how to get them, how to translate what they're saying when mm. they, when they say certain things like I want that medium. Okay. So that's going to be pink all the way through and this, no, I don't want to see any pink. Okay. I got it. Thank you. That means you want it well done. You know, mm-hmm. but don't do it over well. It has to be like medium well plus or whatever, right? Yeah. So you have I saw to, like, a joke
3: today that said that uh, somebody had cooked the steak and they showed it and they was like, oh, you know, I, I like just finished cooking a steak and obviously it was like well done but it was like really done yeah and somebody under the steak was like that's not a well done that's congratulations <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's good i like that man i spent a lot of time steak nice. up yeah that's, that's right. good <laughs> that is good and i was like yeah.
3: oh my god yes. yes i know some people who like a good congratulations on their steak
0: yeah. yeah and that's yeah. you know it is what it is but yeah. you translate those things mm-hmm. you do that and then you're pairing wines and you know you're doing it all in a timely manner you get a feel for the th- people walking with kids yeah you gotta take care of the kids first what can i get for them do they want pasta with this they, what they you get food and drinks in front of the kids like five minutes right yeah. now we can talk about the adult stuff mm-hmm. right like it's all those little nuances to yeah. taking care of a table and take care of the front of the house um, understanding your um, pour costs behind your bar, and mm. what to order when you start ordering—like, what do I order at what cost, and like, how do I how do I do this? Because wine is like your biggest enemy when it comes mm. to your pour costs behind a bar, because you're pouring half the wine down the drain sometimes, right? Because after you open it, you, you get a day max.
1: For, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can't
0: put a wine on that list
1: right. that
0: you know is not going to sell the whole bottle out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you put a wine on there. Oh, you know, I get these people that are like, I love this wine, that's why I put it on the list. It's not why you put a wine on the list. You put a wine on the list because it sells. Mm-hmm. That's a business. This isn't your right, little right. passion mm-hmm. thing, right? Like we're not at your house. And so, you know, it's understanding all those nuances and being able to translate from the kitchen to the guests, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you get caught in the crossfire a lot of the time. The kitchen's super bad because the guest sends it back. They say, they don't like it cooked like this. And they're like, why are you there? And they're yelling at you. And you know they don't mean it towards you.
1: Yeah. you know. And every now and
0: again, yeah. you lose it. And you say, well, then go tell the guest. Yeah. They're right up there, table four. Go, mm-hmm. ahead. go ahead, Chef. Come on, mm-hmm. I'll hold your stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I'll hold your tongs.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they're rightfully yeah. upset because yeah, they right. did what was on the ticket.
2: Right. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: But you have to be able to, like massage finesse. that and yeah, finesse it, it. Yeah. and be like all right i'm gonna keep them happy i'm gonna keep him from killing anybody
2: right yeah oh, look at that oh, i got a high five right. from the, uh, <laughs> the side. <signs>. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean
3: it's it's something that's you know that i could see how that could be really really hectic because you're going into a place you have people coming in and they're ordering what they think that it's called
2: yeah. And then it
3: comes out a different way. I've done that so many times. Yeah. Where I was like, no, I want to cook this way. And then they come back and I'd be like, no, may- maybe, maybe I didn't know what I was talking <laughs> about.
0: <that. laughs> Thank you. Because Thank you is, for just saying what you just said <laughs> this right now. Because nobody says that. right?
3: what I yeah. wanted. And I, and I do that only because I'm married to a chef. So uh, okay. I know that it's not a mistake that they're making. Yes. Now I know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Because at first I was like, <laughs> I mean, I know what I ordered. Right?
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> you didn't bring it out right. Right. You didn't yeah.
3: bring it out right. I said, this a, is for another take. You know? yeah. 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 But um, now that I know that and um, being able to send it back, I'm like, okay, maybe I didn't say what the right term of it was. Yeah. And you wrote down correctly mm-hmm.
2: the mm-hmm. right term.
3: Yeah. And you took it to the back. They cooked the you know,
0: right term so but i didn't say what it was so i came up with this saying mm-hmm. to, to get me past rude um people
2: mm-hmm.
0: right and i said weakness is the weak man's impersonation of strength mm. right uh, it, rudeness rudeness is the weak man's impersonation of strength right yep and so when somebody's rude and they're mad they're like this steak isn't done right you should have, yeah this place is terrible yeah blah, blah. Yep. all they're doing is they're pretending to be strong because I yeah. think that's what strength looks like. Yeah. Right? So I would start sitting back and I'd go, Oh, so cute. You're trying to be strong, right? Yeah. Like, that's a <laughs> good yeah. job. Yeah. Whereas the strong person we know think of the strongest person you know. Somebody you're like, That's a strong person. Mm-hmm. If something came out and their steak was off by a little bit and they want to send it back, they'd say, oh, You know what? I just don't like it this way. Is it okay if I send this back? And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a strong person, mm-hmm. right? The weak person starts yelling about that's not medium, that's medium yep, plus. yep. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Wow. And yeah. so that's I mean, what kind of is. Being strong is a skill in the art.
0: Oh, yeah. It's well, a it skill takes, in yeah. It takes so much training and, and effort to get to that strength where you have the confidence to not care if the steak is this much overdone. Or, even for me, like I'll order medium. Yeah. Medium rare is what I like for most stuff, fillet, yeah. maybe rare. If it comes out well done, I say thank you very much.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it that big of a deal, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the whole scheme of things? I was going to say, I don't think I've ever sent something back.
0: Yeah. I mean, very rarely. I can't mm-hmm. say never. Like honestly. If, they,
1: if they
3: totally like yeah. messed it up, it was something yeah. I just didn't want. Yeah. Or right. that I know that I can't eat. Mm-hmm. I usually yes. would just be
1: like, yeah. I think I've that worked... you
3: guys kind of made a mistake here. Let's, you mm-hmm. know, can we kind of like send this yeah. back? Like or, unedible
1: or yeah. just like unedible. Yeah. Really like I can't eat Well, actually it. there was one time. Ah, see, that's do what that. I could I I said, what, yeah. Well, it was in Spain uh, and I ordered oh fish. <laughs> here comes the American. It came, the it came with heads on. <laughs> it was like five fish with heads. Full heads. And I was like, I can't eat this. Yeah. My yeah. food is staring at me. That's right. Yeah. That no, was the only time, and I, I was just like, I'm not. I don't need it anymore. It's okay. yeah. Like, yeah.
0: It's so funny. But it wasn't
1: like, oh, it's not cooked right. I was just like, this is a, definitely a me thing. <laughs> I, uh, I yeah. can't <laughs> eat something with eyeballs yeah. staring at yeah. me, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't know what to do. So
0: it's so funny. That reminds me of the story when we were in, um, when our on our honeymoon, right? Mm-hmm. We obviously three months. We're not ridiculously wealthy. We're on a gigantic budget, r- like budget right? Mm-hmm. Like a very skinny, skinny budget, right? Mm-hmm. So we allowed ourselves once every week or two to go eat something nice. Mm-hmm. Right? Other than that, it was like, I mean, we were finding McDonald's like, all over Europe, sin. right?
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: you can only eat so much lamb anyways, let's <laughs> right. be real. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> so we go up to the spot up above Lake Como. You know, Lake mm-hmm. Como is where like George Clooney has a house. i will mm-hmm. talk about that. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, it's stunning there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a stunningly beautiful lake. There's this little town up on top called Bernate. Right? And you take the furicolare, you know, the little tram, and it takes you up, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, maybe a half a mile or a mile or whatever up to, to the top, the brunate, mm-hmm. and it looks out over the whole lake. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So there's this little cafe. We get up there, and we're like, let's do this. This is going to be a spot. This
1: is our spot, yeah. Right?
0: And so um, we'll we'll get something nice here. We'll get something really nice later. That turned into a whole other deal. But <laughs> she said, she, my wife goes up and says, what's the specialty of the house? you know and he goes oh the lake uh whatever the lake fish was
2: mm-hmm.
0: she's like yeah that's what I want and I was like I don't know I got something else whatever it was and it comes out and it is about 150 to 200 minnows that are not cooked and not cleaned and it's all little fish it's like you're eating your pet goldfish basically right and it's never. all vinegar
1: <laughs> and my, never now never. mind
0: you <laughs> My wife, I mean, I love her so much for, for many reasons, but but she looks at me and goes, I ordered the specialty. I'm going to eat this. And she, she sat, I said, I'm going to go get us a lot of beer right now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, seriously.
0: Yeah. So she ate this plate. I have this picture of her. It's one of the funniest pictures you'll ever see of anybody eating anything. Mm-hmm. And it's her eating the first one. And she's like... <laughs> Painfully eating, she ate yeah. that whole plate. Did she uh, end man, up liking thought,
2: it?
0: Enough, yeah. Um, you'd have to ask her. I don't know if she gave me the honest reply, but right. she did it though. She did it. But it reminds me when you said, "I yeah. don't want things looking at me." I man, I had a so 300 eyeballs looking yeah. at me. Right, oh. one hundred fifty fish, and uh, you know, little guys. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. "What did you order?" <laughs> oh, you should order the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. Can't go wrong with the lamb. Yeah, that's right. a chicken <laughs> can't go wrong. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. now I know that when I go when to you places, go to Europe, be,
0: go, careful. Be, be careful. Be careful when you order yeah. fish. I know this too. <laughs> no,
3: I just I just won't say that I will have
0: the specialty of <laughs> the house <laughs> the without special. asking what it is. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I did that too. I said I want the scampi at one place. It was like oh, just simple scampi. Yeah. We in America think scampi is a garlic dish with pasta and shrimp. Uh-huh. Right. That's not what it means. Scampi means shrimp. That's the definition of scampi. <laughs> so,
1: just like, so
0: I got these five shrimp. Mean, so I said, I'll say, have the scampi.
3: So we say shrimp shrimp?
0: Basically, basically yeah. I mean, that's what they said anyways. Oh, I gosh. don't know. I didn't really look it all up. But um, experts say that that's what it is.
1: <laughs> Expert in yeah, the it. Yeah, editor. that's right. They
0: brought me, they, I, I give me the house specialty. I had mm-hmm. enough wine in me. I would have eaten a cardboard that was on the thing. Like I was right. like, whatever, right? <laughs> Um, and they bring out these five not de-veined, fully veined, fully, they call them shrimp, but they're like this big, right?
1: Almost like a lobster. And that's time. it. Just five it's of them like a on a plate, like staring at me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, like giant prawns that have had yeah. nothing done to them other than uh, cooked.
1: It just yeah. seems like that would be really messy.
0: It was messy. Yeah. yeah. And I forced Probably, myself yeah. to eat it. She, my wife was like, I eat all this damn fish. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating that scampi. <laughs> right. right.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I was yeah. like, I want to hear
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you're right. You're right. So I choked them down and I told oh, the mother gosh. and the two sons who ran this beautiful little restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was in Chiquitete, that, you know, on the, on the coast. Have you ever seen pictures or have you ever been to Chiquitete? Oh, Gosh, please go. Mm-hmm. It's five towns that are on the coast. They're 2000 years old, I think mm-hmm. or so. And they're all uh, walking paths between them.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: they are. Oh, it sounds
1: oh. magical. Yeah. It does it sound is. magical. No, it's, if you
0: see it. It's, mm-hmm. one, it's one of like, I'm sure the five most visited or most talked about places in, in Italy to go mm-hmm. see. And so we're on this cliff and looking out over the Mediterranean. And when this beautiful. It, when you see what I'm talking about,
2: mm-hmm. you're like, wow.
0: And I'm what like, is it close whatever to? your house uh, is supposed nice? So it is near Genoa. Oh. So it's in between Genoa and like France, really, like Monaco. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. so it's uh, um, uh, in that in that area mm-hmm. um, but it is man stunning so I was just so taken we've been drinking like, wine oh, I, just... I was like whatever and it's a mom and two sons are running this right. cute little restaurant on uh-huh. the side of a cliff looking out over the Mediterranean whatever your family eats is good enough for me and, yeah. <laughs> and there right. I am staring uh, at our family <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 I'm like
0: oh man I didn't know it was like that right. <laughs> And my wife just sitting there going, you should have got the pasta, dummy.
1: You, <laughs> you didn't learn from yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, that's
0: right. I'm
2: <laughs>
1: like 150 fish. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Oh my Whoa. God, that's so good.
3: That is. <laughs> oh that
0: is. Yes.
3: Um. So let's, um. I guess, get back on track. Um. <laughs> so one thing when... A question that we have is when people, you know, they hear about San Diego, mm-hmm. they don't think of wine at all.
0: No, yeah.
3: I mean, I just learned that you really didn't oh, think of I'm beer about either. To
0: blow your mind. <laughs> you might want to refill. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause, laughs>
3: you didn't even think of Do, beer either. So,
0: so, well, yeah. I mean, that was, you Tell know, they got for admit. White Labs and, you know, what they yeah. did for the beer industry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want the French or the California? Um, I'll do the California. Oh, look at this.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I have a preference. Yeah, see? <laughs> now, take a little bit more of that as well.
0: if we had some Manchego cheese, I bet you'd be going for, mm-hmm. the, uh, for, the, oh,
1: French for the French wine.
3: Oh, for
0: the French. I don't know, though. This is pretty good stuff.
3: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, like, San Diego's County's, like, wine industry. Uh,
0: so San Diego is the <laughs> first place in California where wine grapes were grown. Seriously? Yeah. Think about the Spanish explorers coming up. They didn't start in San Francisco; mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to come up from Mexico, wow, wow, wow. and they set up the all that stuff. So, you know, it's argued sometimes that it might be in Orange County, uh, one mm-hmm. of the missions there, that, where the first ones were. And I said, well, they had to make wine for, you know, for the Catholic Church and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if the f- oldest one is here in San Diego, right. yeah. and I'm just going on a limb here. I'm going to say that they probably. <laughs> grew it there first okay. they the grapes and made the wine there first yeah. you know i don't yeah. know just going off of logic um but <laughs> <laughs> so uh one way or the other it's close it's either one or two but mm-hmm. i'm gonna call it one uh first place and so um not only that but there's this guy named agaston haresty um and he was an ousted royalty member. I don't know exact, uh, exactly what his title was from, mm-hmm. I believe it was Austria or Hungary or something like that. Um, so he got basically kicked out, is what we all think, according to history books. He moved to Minnesota to make wine because he wanted a cold region like what he came from
2: mm-hmm. to
0: make wine. Well, he figured out real quick that it's too cold, <laughs> right? mm-hmm. You know, ice. 50 below is mm-hmm. not going like, to do it. Right?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so he said, I think I've got the place and he moved to Mission Valley. This is 1856 or so. Mm -hmm. He moved to Mission Valley in San Diego, and -hmm. he set up shop there. And after a few years, he realized, okay, he was making wine, but he'd heard about this area up north where the land was a lot cheaper, and it was much more vast and all the stuff, and that was Sonoma, Napa, basically. Mm -hmm. So he opened up, he moved up there, after i don't know how many years in mission valley and he started up what we all now for most of us we recognize as the oldest winery in california that's arguable i don't want any hate mail or anything right. like that. but <laughs> that's
1: what the experts say yeah right. that's what the experts tell us you know <laughs> right. the studies
0: show studies yeah. show that that was a, that the buena vista um is what it's called buena vista winery is the oldest winery in california started by agaston Harris. And,
2: and that's in uh, i
0: believe it's sonoma if i'm not mistaken okay. mm-hmm. um So, uh, yeah, so that, but he started it in San Diego. Mm -hmm. San Diego was actually a very, um, sought after area for a lot of agriculture, especially in Vista and places like that. Right. Um, where I live, I love Vista. Um, mm-hmm. Shout <laughs> out the Vista, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and Watch it was recognized. <laughs> it was recognized as one of the best places in California. Mm-hmm. This is at the turn of the century to grow wine grapes because mm-hmm. of all the microclimates, yeah. right? The terroir, the terroir mm-hmm. is so varied, right? I think of all the hills and Vista. They call it Vista for a reason. Yeah. it's not because it's flat.
2: Yeah, it's because you
0: got all these places you have views, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And so um, yeah, so it it was all taken off. And then Prohibition hit. Mm. And as soon as Prohibition hit, we went from becoming quickly known as a, not just San Diego, but California as a whole, Mm -hmm. being known for world-class wines, like winning competitions, worldwide competitions with the wines that were coming out of the state, to hundreds of wineries in Napa and Sonoma and even down here. It all got wiped out. Beer industry as well, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so when that all got wiped out you know we went 10 12 14 whatever it was however many years i can't remember now um and basically wiped out a generation of wineries breweries wine drinkers beer drinkers like everything Mm -hmm. so when it all started to kind of kick back in in the mid to late 30s i what is it 32 is that when when prohibition was i can't remember exactly the years anyways 30s and 40s and we did an episode
3: on it
0: yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) so when it kicks back in yeah (laughs) When it kicks back in, mm-hmm. you have a generation of, of people that are like, don't "No, have, I don't. Yeah, yeah. are we it. supposed yeah. to drink this?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And they kind of fumbled around, and then you had your baby boomers that were mm-hmm. that were born, and um, you know, and then wine, like, oh, maybe, but people weren't pairing yeah. wine with food, and it mm-hmm. wasn't like a thing like it was before. Right. Mm-hmm. It could have been it could have been the cavemen that were making this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know they, they weren't looking at it that way. Yeah, um, and then along comes white Zinfandel, mm. right? And white Zinfandel was a mistake. It was a stuck fermentation at Sutter Home um, that was in the back, and they're doing a tour or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. people were like, "We want to taste that." And he's like, "Ooh, come on. that's a stuck <laughs> fermentation." Yeah. So stuck fermentation, you know, is where the yeast basically stops converting the sugar into alcohol, mm-hmm. and so you're left with a bunch of sugar. So it's sweet. So
3: super sweet. Mm. Yeah.
0: So Is that they taste too? It,
3: that well, Moscato
0: has a lot of sugar in it anyways, uh-huh. and they purposely stop the fermentation a lot of the time to leave the sugar in it. Oh, okay. Right? okay. Um, so with this, it was a total mistake, accident, mm-hmm. set her home. And these baby boomers who were like trying to develop this palate like the Europeans and like all this stuff fall in love with this white Zinfandel. And so this is why I tell people that are, you know, especially like myself in 40s or if you're in your 30s, mm-hmm. you know, there's a chance you were conceived because of White Zinfandel, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> So don't talk down I about White Zinfandel. I, I would right? say <laughs> you know? so Let's just, let's just that was call actually, it is, right? White Zinfandel
3: was actually my intro wine.
0: Yeah, that's, and that's it was, how I got it was America's it. intro wine. Yep. It really was. Mm-hmm. People fell in love with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is wine. Right? I do too. Yeah, and so and so now, you no don't drink it at now all. I don't
3: drink it at all. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so th- that's the thing about what we're getting in the evolution of wine, and going mm-hmm. back to your question about San Diego, that's kind of what happened: is that mm-hmm. we were getting known as a wine region along with Napa and Sonoma. Maybe not to the same uh, uh, level that they were yeah. at that time. Maybe, maybe somewhat we were. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we've always been a region that could do it as far as grow wine grapes. You have volcanic soil, tufa up in the Ramona area. Mm-hmm. You have very like cool soil, really interesting terroir up in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely areas that we can grow grapes here. You know, I mean, it's, it's that's definite. Like, there's yeah. no, there's no, so cool. uh, yeah. So, you know, there, there's places if if you get up to the Highland Valley, and you want to go up to a vineyard, check that out. We have some of the best urban um, wineries in mm-hmm. California, like the one I run, Coomber wines. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there's plenty of other ones take a look. Mm-hmm. There's Caruth and there's, you mm-hmm. know, Solterra and there's, there's a bunch of really, really cool, um, urban wine tasting rooms, mm-hmm. um, where we're pulling grapes from different vineyards throughout the state we make yeah. the wine and then we serve it like we do an Oceanside mm-hmm. soon to be a Vista.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but then you have over a hundred wineries in San Diego.
1: Which I had no idea.
0: Yeah, you're talking about, what I was it, 115 no or something? We have 163 breweries somewhere around there. Give yeah, or take. we're up there.
1: Yeah. So and it looks like we know.
3: have, Was that, uh, 115, over 100, maybe
0: oh, a wow. little
3: bit, about 250 episodes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think I just Seems walked like into a math be... episode.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> it feels no, like we're going to be. She so was
0: like, "We're gonna be on air a long time." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Wow. I mean, so is it a wine region? I don't know. 115 wineries would tell me it's pretty, yeah. pretty much a wine right. region. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah. it's uh, to me that is. Yeah, you know, that's as much as, or more so, maybe than Temecula.
1: Mm. Right, and
0: Temecula rec- is recognized as this mm-hmm. wine region.
1: Right, it's a in Riverside County yeah. and all this yeah. stuff,
0: and they do big, beautiful wineries, and mm-hmm. they're awesome. Temecula is also the only wine region on earth that has 22 million people within an hour and a half.
2: Mm.
0: It's not even close, right? Wow.
1: Yeah. So
0: you got to think about it. Like, that's why Temecula is what it is because they get all the people.
1: access to Riverside County and all the and Bring
0: on the oaky Chardonnay and the big Cabernet. (laughs) I I
1: love it. So good. I love talking to my my (laughs) (laughs) Somaliland friends, and they're like,
0: they don't know how to make wine. Their Temecula wine sucks. I'm like, hold on. Yeah. I've had some fantastic wines mm-hmm. out of Temecula, mm-hmm. as I have San Diego and, yeah. and whatnot. And when they grow the white ripe grapes, right, they're, they're really but, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the people that are pulling up in the buses and getting off and the bridesmaids things, they aren't looking for yeah. your cute little Spanish variety that you grew in this one acre. The, yeah. Bring on the big buttery oaky Chardonnay yeah. and Cabernet. And this is what I tell them. As goofy nerdy as we are about wine, and all this Mm -hmm. stuff—if we open a winery in Temecula, guess what? That's what we're making. We'd be serving Cabernet and big buttery oaky Chardonnay. That's that's just the way it is. that's what the
1: customer wants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not that they
0: can't make good wine; they make the wine that the Mm -hmm. customer wants, right? Right. So whereas in San Diego, I find a little bit more—I hate to use this word because it's not like they don't have integrity there—but integrity to the wine itself. Uh Because in San Diego County, they have to make a good wine to get people to come back right yeah we don't have the 22 million people showing
2: up right right. Right. yeah
0: and so they have to make a good wine so when you you go to these places up in Mm -hmm. highland valley especially and up through ramona some killer wineries up there Mm
2: -hmm. and there's
0: some mediocre ones too let's be real Mm -hmm. um man i've had we're talking about 90 plus point wines with wine enthusiasts Mm -hmm. wine enthusiasts to me is the bar right they're the ones who really have a Killer. They invented it. Robert Parker and wine enthusiasts invented that 100 point scale. And so
1: so I was curious about that because I see, like, the ratings, you know, yeah. at Costco or whatever. And there's, like, yeah. oh, two yeah. different ones. Oh, yeah. And I was like, those are high numbers. I know. But, like, what, it. what? Like, what's the difference between yeah. the two? But the difference oh, is. because that's me. <laughs> yeah. The,
0: get
2: them.
3: <laughs> get yeah. them. Yeah. So
0: you got to look at the name on it, right? Because mm-hmm. Will the Wine Guy gives us 99 points. Well, Will the Wine Guy got paid $100 for every bottle there in case he <laughs> yeah, sold yeah, out, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally. Whereas, oh, okay. You, you see what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not that I do. I wish Mm -hmm. I got paid like that, but, um, (laughs) but wine enthusiasts seems to have amongst the most integrity when it comes to rating wine, wine spectators up there, but they're also known as, uh, you know, um, they have their ads that they take Mm -hmm. and, you know, you never know, like if it goes hand in hand or how that works. I mean, they're recognized in wine spectator, educated me on wine so much right mm-hmm. but in the wine world like kind of behind the scenes we look at wine enthusiasts as the one like when world. they give a high score that's that's like the one if wine yeah. spectator gives it a high score it's fantastic too yeah because the consumer sees that and they come in wanting that wine mm-hmm. right Got it. but if we're looking at like when i'm when i'm looking at now it, I, I know what the yeah yeah <laughs> but if you it, if, if you go into is. uh my favorite is bebmo what is it uh william wong is that his name something like that he was the wine buyer for them so he gets a killer deal on a pallet of wine. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's ninety six points. Check it out."
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Good right. to know. The expert right. says. Right.
3: <laughs> now I have to go to Temecula and shake it up a little. Now that I have like you this should. knowledge, you know. Yeah, what I mean? and now, after, I should go and shake it up a little because go, it, they're they're used to you know doing the calves and their shorts. But yeah, just I'm a going I mean, shake it up a that stuff's okay, but you yeah. know, I'll
0: tell you what. Um, I got a really funny story I don't need to get into because I'm actually going to throw somebody on <laughs> the bus if I do. But then we don't want to kill any sponsors here, right? We're all
2: right. So, <laughs> <laughs> potential <Yeah>.
0: sponsorship <laughs> opportunity. But um, I was supposed to go do a, a segment at this one winery, mm-hmm. and they couldn't have been more off-putting when I was like, when I was there, I was trying the taste to taste and get through it, and I'm like, look, I'm going to do a segment on Fox yeah. News about you guys, yeah. right? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then, so I show up, or and then the next place me and my wife go is Dofo, right? Which is this little family owned spot. Um, mm-hmm. Very expensive wines, I'll be honest with you. But we went up there and we're at the tasting, and I tell them what I'm up there for. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's like it's like going to your cool aunt and uncle's house, uh, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah, very yeah. homey the way it's set up. And they couldn't be sweeter. And here comes Marcello Dofo, right? Comes yeah. out. Oh! He's doing it i hear that you're here because of this and that that i said yeah we'll be here you know next week doing this up the street mm-hmm. and he goes oh well i gotta show you my place come in so he mm-hmm. grabs us throws us in the back of the tractor right we're in mm-hmm. this little thing yeah and he's like oh we're going through <laughs> you know, I go to the vines, and He goes, this is where the speakers are he has speakers out there he goes i play music to my babies to the vines right and he goes I play this type of music oh, yeah, and this it. and that yeah, yeah. and he's like you know motor blah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. and we go up and, and he was just getting ready to open his new motorcycle museum because he was a mechanic and or oh. body shop oh, guy yeah. in LA for a long time so he opens this up and it's all these Ducatis through the years and these Hondas and wow. like all this stuff Whoa. and I'm like wow and he's got this killer Ferrari it's beautiful in there and he's mm-hmm. like these are like my prized possessions but I you know I want to uh, show all this stuff off. Yeah. And, and the wine was fantastic. It was pricey, but it was fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, but it became worth it at that point because mm-hmm. you, you drink that bottle when you get home, and it's mm-hmm. still good.
1: Yeah, but and you have you that attachment it, right? and that memory Yeah, to the experience. Yeah. yeah. It brings I mean, it to uh, the next level. Yeah. It really
0: does. It really does. And, and so go look for those places, right? Mm-hmm. Go to the big ones. Mm-hmm. Check them out yeah but go go to the little ones mm-hmm. go to the little you never know what you're gonna find those little gems that you're yeah. gonna find this is this is how we found the one at the big one
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh i was talking to them and uh and to the person that was pouring wine he was super cool everything else that was going on wasn't but mm-hmm. he was super cool and i said hey man i want to go check yeah, out a, a winery in the me. area like what, what's what's a good spot i should go to he goes oh go check out dofo you're gonna have a great time there
2: mm-hmm. all right
0: sure enough he was right mm-hmm. you always want to tip the bartender <laughs> to, and ask them and, ask them him and yeah. say, where should we go? If I'm your cousin and I'm in town, where are you sending me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yes. And so they immediately, they all think of a family member when you say that to them. Yeah. Like, oh, you got to go here. Yeah. Okay. And so um, that's, that's what I did. And that's, that's, you know, how that worked out. So that's Temecula. Mm-hmm. But with San Diego, Highland Valley, oh man, Espinosa's great. I mean, there's, there's so many great wineries up mm-hmm. there. I mean, um, It's just it's it's beautiful up there too. Yeah. You get to the top and you up there these wineries and you're looking out at the ocean. You see Catalina and San Clemente Island. You're looking over Escondido and San Marcos and Vista and Oceanside and you're looking out at the ocean while you're sipping this wine that's really well made. You yeah. know? Yeah. And it's
2: <laughs> it is and yeah. it's
0: 25 yeah. minutes, from it here, so cool. minutes from here, 30 minutes from here, right? Yeah. I mean, like, anyway. It's so good. So yes, I. I think San Diego wine is fantastic. Yeah. And we have a lot of legitimate places.
3: Sounds like it's going to be a while before I get up to Napa. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Napa's fantastic. great. <laughs> you know, I was just tired of waving a $100 bill and saying, right. please, give me a taste. Right? Yeah. And it's right. really deep. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? When you can go to these places and they'll taste you on everything they have there. They're part of your community.
1: They're part of your community. And they're That's
0: making huge. good wine, you know? Mm-hmm. Go up there. Have a good time. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like yeah. Napa's great. Sonoma's great. They're all they're all great for what they are, Yeah. Right? but there's nothing wrong with driving 25 minutes from here and helping a neighbor out.
1: Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 And going yeah. more than on one. There's my take on San Diego wine. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like the exploration and discovering things and doing mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. that you don't just read about and say, you have to go to this place in Napa, right? Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. That's
1: um... Right. We are going to ask you what your craziest night out involving alcohol is. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh!
1: Before I don't we, think I'm like, allowed close, to legally answer this. Close out the episode. We're going to yeah, give us give us a fun I feel story. Like you, I feel like you got a
3: good one.
0: <laughs> oh man, I can't tell the ones that I know. Uh,
3: <laughs> I mean, I gotta, the ones that you know, you, you can, can always remember? do. Where it's like you'll say anybody's yeah. name. Yeah.
0: You know, no, I'm saying, saying my me. name. I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about me.
3: <laughs> uh, I got something like that too. i oh, still going tell them Oh,
0: man. No, there's <laughs> some locked up in the vault that we don't talk about.
1: Um, you don't to share those Just something. No, that you brought, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that gosh. brought you together. Like in the last week, people, month,
1: year. Like, <laughs> is that to you. It could be yeah. those experience. Like, I don't know, just anything that. Or if it's not crazy, we've yeah. all like any like that epiphany type of thing or if there's any other type of all right i'll give you one i'll
0: fun. give you my favorite bottle of wine I okay,
1: okay um
0: so my wife and i were in the swiss alps right mm-hmm. and we're um staying right next to lake Lucerne in a little town called merlachocken and we're staying on the sheep farm there and it was the original kind of airbnb mm-hmm. um we, we couldn't afford this place
1: sounds very sound of music
0: oh it was <laughs> it, it was a hundred percent my wife, who's a professional music. vocalist, kept singing yeah. the sound of music as we're going through, she's like, this! right? <laughs> the whole right? And it looked like that totally too. Like yeah. That. And I mean, we wake oh up God, amazing. And, and we couldn't afford this place. Mm-hmm. But it just so happened we're in Lake Como in Brunate, and I'm rifling through the internet trying to figure this. This is an 06, right? My my laptop was like the size of this chair, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, like a brick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And and I see on the on the calendar that this place is available. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so expensive though. But the whole year is blocked out except for next week. And I'm like, I got to call. I got to see mm-hmm. what the deal is. So I call her up, and um, she says, Oh yeah, they canceled. They already paid. And I said, Okay.
2: So can we um, Yeah. I said, <laughs> I,
0: I said my wife and I are on a um, are on a our honeymoon, and um, you know, we we're on a tight budget. I hate to even ask this. I'm not trying to get anything for free. I know you have a beautiful spot. I saw the yeah. pictures. and But I'll throw it out there. Um, this is what we can afford. Yep. Would you be willing to take it? She goes, I don't ever negotiate. I said, okay, I, I get it. She goes, but it's already paid for anyways. So why don't you come out? I'll take the the money you're talking about. and Come out. Okay. Wow. So we get up there
2: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, um, take the train, and we're going through the Swiss Alps. It's like, oh, Right, stunning. Mm-hmm. So we get up there, and it turns out that she is the biggest American country music promoter in Europe. Her name's Irene. Now, my wife at the time was singing in two country bands in San Francisco and mm-hmm. a rock cover band, and all these different things, right? And so, in mm-hmm. her, my wife's grandfather is one of the founding officers of the Country Music Association. Like, oh, a, wow! You know, yeah, like, like royalty when yeah. it comes to stuff, <laughs> Yeah. Right? And so we come around the corner and we open up this barn. She's showing us around. We're on a full sheep farm, right? Mm-hmm. There's cattle over here and sheep over here. And there's like, and, and it's like, you're looking out over the lake with Mount Pilates in the background. I mean, yeah. like, it's unreal. Yeah. Right? She opens up this barn and it is a full on honky tonk, like Texas bar. Oh, my right. Right. And we're like, <laughs> you know, mind you, we've been in. You know, Italy and Greece, and Mm -hmm. and, you know, all these places. And honestly, I was getting a little like homesick for the United States.
1: Like, like, (laughs) America.
0: Seriously, big flags up there, like American flags. And like, it was amazing. So we end up uh, um, going to this festival that she had the next day, which was a rodeo on the Swiss and French border. Mm-hmm. Right? We show up. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, like, you can't, it's Dodge Ram trucks. Everybody's got <laughs> handlebar mustaches. There's about 2,000 people there. What? There's a stagecoach going by. I mean... It was crazy, right? Yeah. They're all wearing like chaps and they got yeah. the Levi's and the whole thing. Yeah. But they're drinking Bordeaux, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're speaking French and it's the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. Like
1: good costume parties. Oh, and man. You're yeah. like, this is home. Yeah. For
0: so Irene says, hey, when That's the hilarious. rodeo's over, they're doing like all this cow stuff and all these mm-hmm. things. And so she says, when the rodeo's over, I want you to come sing with the lead act. This is thousands of people. This is a wow. huge barn. Yeah. yeah. And my wife's like, look. Like, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes here. And she right. goes, no, 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 I promote this whole event. And so they're in there doing a sound check. And he's up there, and he's kind of a Garth Brooks type, right? Like, big, mm-hmm. high-energy country, like, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she's she's about this tall. And you ever see The Incredibles? Yeah. You know, the one that does all the costumes and stuff? Oh, yes. Picture yes. a red-headed version of her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And she's, like, marching up, you know, with her stern face. Uh-huh. She goes, stop, stop. She's about this tall. She's, like, waving her arms. And he's, like, hold on, everybody, stop. Yeah. And he's like, what, Irene, what? She's going to sing with you tonight. <laughs> and oh, my wife's got... like, I'm oh. so sorry. Yeah. I had no idea. And he's like, okay, 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 I got it. Mm-hmm. Later on talking to him, he's like, that woman makes me so much money. Like,
1: if it's okay. whatever she yeah, says,
0: right? I do, right? Like, it's, I, have a, I make a full living because of her." Anyways, right. so my wife ends up getting up and singing and doing all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it was a crazy night. I could go on forever about that. But come to find out later on the next day irene went to the hospital she had ah. something i think it was cancer or something that she was getting moved mm. and her husband comes out and we just gotten a spanish bottle of wine right mm-hmm. for five or ten bucks or whatever down at the little That's store yeah mm-hmm. and i'm out there barbecuing like i'm barbecuing steak and looking at the cows and i'm like hey, you know, sorry, you, know? <laughs> you know guys gotta eat
2: right so, <laughs> so
0: So he comes up and we're sharing our wine with him and Mm -hmm. he's like getting kind of emotional because we didn't know, right? Mm -hmm. And he says, can I bring you a bottle of wine? Can I share my wine with you? And I'm like, sure. Mm -hmm. So he brings up a Chateau Lafitte Rothschild. It's a first growth wine at release is like, I don't know, 500, 800 bucks a bottle at release. I'm like, I go, hey man, you don't have to share that with us. He goes, I have cases of it, right? Like he goes, we go to Bordeaux, we do this and that. And I'm like, are you serious? So he shares this bottle of wine with us and we're sitting there drinking Lafitte Rothschild mm-hmm. looking out over Lake Lucerne in the middle of the Swiss Alps after we came back from a rodeo yeah.
1: Yeah. and
0: where everybody's <laughs> speaking French.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> a French rodeo.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, man, if this isn't a dream. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just too crazy to think wow. otherwise. So that's the best bottle of wine I've ever had. It was a Lafitte Rothschild mm-hmm. looking over Lake Lucerne on the honeymoon in the Swiss Alps. Uh, after watching oh, a rodeo amazing. on the Swiss-French border, there that's
3: so good. <laughs> so good. And it, it just, it just like basically gives it a little bit of closure of a closed mouth don't get fed. You asked. You yeah. could have been like, uh, all right, can't afford it. We're not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. I'm not yeah. even going to call to yeah. see if they would even give us a chance. And right. for you, you was like, I'm not asking, but I'm asking. Yeah, I gotta time. ask right. We're on right. Our What's the worst you can say? Is that? No. Right. Yeah. And they ended up saying, Yes. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. And you guys Why had you the best on. time of your life I there.
0: teared up leaving that place. Yeah. Because you have to understand, like, going through Italy for a month, mm-hmm. and you know, we had our trials and tribulations, because we're on budget. You know, we're not staying at five-star hotels and, right. and all these places. We went to Rome. We went to, you know, all these different places mm-hmm. throughout Italy, right? We were in Venice and Capri we went out Mm -hmm. there and Mm -hmm. and um you know Napoli and like everywhere we went all over the Cinque Terre it was amazing Mm -hmm. but that was after right um and a lot of frustration with the trains and like oh. staying in these places that are budget places and.
3: And then the stuff. time that you guys went, the, the internet wasn't as advanced as it is no, now. No, but right. the beauty of it is nobody had well,
0: no, nobody had security though, so you could just pirate like yeah. everybody's <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. So that was a. Uh, um, to get there and have a full you know six days or whatever it was mm-hmm. in the most serene beautiful place yeah. and then we ended up meeting somebody uh at that rodeo um who said please come stay with me and my family so we stayed for another five days in oh switzerland another part of switzerland yeah. with him and um, and we got to, I mean, he was a farmer and, and, yeah. but he, he loved America as much, if not more than any American I know. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, he had the, he wore the Harley Davidson "Born to be free with the Eagle. And like, he yeah. looked, you know, he had the leather on, like, he looked like a, like a, a Harley Davidson, like a, a biker, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Big guy, right? Mm-hmm. Just the sweetest, most yeah. wonderful guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he loved the United States. It's this like. Little culture that's over there yeah. in Europe, where they just celebrate everything America,
3: mm-hmm. and
0: it was whew, what an eye. You actually
3: find that yeah. in a lot of countries.
0: Because mm-hmm. yeah. I know
3: as I was traveling, that's how it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot
3: of people that really, really love America.
0: The biggest lesson I got, I think, was from a. I think he was about seventeen, sixteen, seventeen year old. I was playing mm-hmm. pickup basketball in Barcelona, and um, and I'm playing out there. You know, actually this is the one I was playing basketball or something in Italy. And it was this Italian kid and he had on like a Tupac shirt and like all this (laughs) stuff. Right. And he goes, Oh, you know what, what nationality are you? And I said, or, you know, whatever. And I said, well, you know, I have a German last name and you know, my family originally comes from Ireland. And he goes, you're American, right? I said, yeah. He goes, why don't you just say you're American?
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: I go, I don't know. And he goes, why would you ever be ashamed to be American?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He goes, Look at us, all of us, everybody you see, we're all American, wearing American clothes and talking American. We listen to American music and do mm-hmm. He's like, Why would you ever be ashamed to say I'm American? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I will never say anything other yeah. than American ever again, right? Genealogy.
3: Yeah. He
1: asking for your genealogy. Uh, no. You know, He's like, like where oh, your where, from? Where that's a very f- American yeah. thing to do. Where you're yeah. like, yeah. oh, God, is, I'm this, this, and I'm that,
0: I'm here.
2: Because everybody is from somewhere else. But that's American. But that's American. Yeah. We're this
3: melting pot, and we want you to know that we're not really from here. You know. Mother, father, but because, but because, or, yeah. American. It's a lot of mixture that's
0: going on. Well, and, yeah. and we look at it because, you know, you look at Italy, the Romans, and thousands mm-hmm. of years, yep. and, and Germany, and thousands of years, and England, yep. thousands of years, all these history books. Mm-hmm. And we have Native Americans, obviously, mm-hmm. that were here 10, 12, you know, whatever you believe, thousands, here, of, thousands years. Yeah. of years ago, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and
3: America
0: itself, just a couple hundred. Yeah. And, and that's the <laughs> thing. So so I think we're, we, we yep. still search for identity a little bit yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, but true. I think we've made a lot of strides, though, too, though, in the last, especially the last 10 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to continue to happen. Yeah. And I think there's going to get, we're going to get a little more ethnocentric, which is what I think we need mm-hmm. as Americans
3: because um, we're getting away from the first generational anything yeah it's like it's you starting to hear a lot of like now you're hearing the, oh i'm a yeah. second generation i'm a third generation you know yeah like and it's now, like i don't even know how many
0: generations yeah, yeah. yeah. and so right. after i, mean, I
3: think yeah. like after the third you're yeah. not saying it anymore well you're just I, like, i'm, I'm just, an american i didn't really i'm fifth
0: generation point. californian right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that means my kids are sixth generation Californian so like when do we stop saying this
1: well, yeah. when do we just say california just <laughs> california yeah, I mean,
0: that's a- <laughs> Yeah, you're not trying to hold
1: on to what you were, like, the previous generations
0: yeah. in the yeah. same way. And, yeah. and, and we have an identity. Because that-
1: we're the only ones that got a checklist
3: yeah. on when you go just to the D&D, for instance. What is your ethnicity? And you like,
0: yeah. I'm like,
3: mm-hmm. oh, well, I didn't really think about
0: that. I'm why like, you know what? Ask my Italian friend. He'll tell you what my at this right. is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm American. Right. Period. Next. Yeah. Right. I don't care about anything else. I'm yeah. American. Done. I don't want to talk about that. That's why, because yeah. we're right.
3: the only country that does that.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. so funny how we have to have all these micro yeah. this and that, mm-hmm. and I understand, you know, there's a lot of first generation, second generation, well, we're fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, tenth generation yeah. at this point, whatever we are, right, exactly. as far as Americans, <laughs> exactly. at that point, you're friggin' American,
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Real, you know,
0: so, oh, yeah. that's the way I look at it, mm-hmm. there you go, there's my uh, uh, my trip, and, and yeah,
1: that was sharing. <laughs> <over. laughs> that yeah.
2: was an amazing trip, yeah.
3: and now yeah. I won't be you know as as shy
0: yeah when it comes
3: to asking and and, and
0: ask in a humble way you know Mm -hmm. i'm like look i know you should never be able to do this i get it right Mm -hmm. but if it's Mm -hmm. vacant and you Mm -hmm. want somebody there we're really good house guests right you're gonna like we'll share our (laughs) five dollar wines with you right
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's wonderful yeah Yeah. well thank you
1: so much for being here and Going through
2: that tasting with us, that was... Yeah. definitely going to have to rewatch yeah. this episode a couple times. I yeah. <laughs> no, This is
1: going scare your friends to get, with the new yeah, knowledge, Yeah, to right? get all the knowledge. <laughs> and like, the awesome. views are going to go day up, day you know, at day. least yeah, 200 times just because I'm going to be watching. <laughs> just because I'm going to be watching over and over. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, goes, thank you yeah. again. Yeah, yeah thank and, you so much for having me. How much yes. fun was this? This is amazing. This is about as much fun as I've ever had. Like We got to have
3: you on again because I felt like
1: we didn't get we didn't even get into part the two education yeah, we, of the region like and the we other, just really need all sorts of it. stuff yeah. To yeah some more we need to pick your brain a little more yeah yes, and I'm not only it.
3: just for us but i think yeah. for also for our you know our Audience. listeners yeah. Yeah. yeah because our listeners also are listening for things to like pick up and learn mm-hmm. and you, everything you and know in terms uh, of the community it's,
0: it's the reason when i first started doing the fox 5 segment right mm-hmm. um they said I, I did a thing and we did trivia whatever and The producer came out. It was only supposed to be a one-time thing, obviously. You come Mm -hmm. on as a guest. Yeah. And the producer came out and said, she goes, look, I want to do four segments with you. Are you cool with that? And I said, sure. She goes, I don't think we can come up with anything past four segments as far as topics, Mm -hmm. but I want to cover some stuff because one of the things I picked up is, like, I learn things, Mm -hmm. and then I kind of translate them into kind of everyday talk. Right? yeah that's the um, way it's supposed to be yeah. yeah well i mean you know am i going to get on here and be like you know the kimmeridgean marl and chablis is just like oh, I it's kinda, know you, just you know said. that's right. the thing right. nobody does rich? nobody cares <laughs> about. it is kind of right but, you know. here we go yeah i mean and that's the thing nobody wants to hear about that stuff yeah. but when we talk about chablis that it's made a really clean crisp style and yeah. you get the really nice lemon notes
2: mm-hmm. that's
0: what people want to hear
2: right yeah and so that's mm-hmm.
0: that's what i like that's how i like to talk about wine and yeah and do that sort of thing so yeah i'm yes. more than happy to well do this well then stay tuned yeah. for
1: part two yeah yeah or three part four three. five whatever
0: yeah. <laughs> man i gotta go buy a lot of wine
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the stellar palette coming here right. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right.
3: all right yeah well thank you so much once again thank you for having me so uh will the wine guy <laughs> let us know let our listeners know a little bit about where to find coomber wine
0: yes coomber craft wines oceanside is at 611 mission avenue in mm-hmm. oceanside 92054 okay um <laughs> <laughs> we do live music seven nights a week
2: oh. we have grammy
0: award winners we have san diego music award winners that come through we have uh i mean on a regular basis what? right yeah um and it's from six to nine o'clock mm-hmm. is the live music um so you know we all have bedtimes and we Mm -hmm. like to abide by those bedtimes we always say uh you know this is where you start not where you finish necessarily (laughs) right you can finish wherever else so um yeah come on through check out the live music that we have there Mm -hmm. um and like i said we're open seven nights a week we do full wine tastings we generally have between 20 and 25 different wines that we make and that we have there Uh um yeah. And you can do a full flight. Please join the wine club. The wine club. When you see the benefits of the wine club, uh-huh. the tastings are $25 a piece, right? Okay. You join the wine club. You pay $80 for the month. You get two bottles, mm-hmm. right? And you get eight tastings in a month. Wow. That's $200 in that tastings. Is. Yeah. And you get to bring your friends. So it's just you and seven friends. Yeah. The two of you bring your six friends. Right? Are this will
1: same wine yeah. club when the Vista location opens It
0: will definitely be okay. the same wine nice. club right nice. and we do a wine <laughs> club party where we do uh, oh, you taste fun. for an hour and a half and and all the tastings are free and like it's uh, it's great as far as that goes I shouldn't say free it's they're part of their benefit of the, of yeah. the, the, part of the package. yeah they're part of your 80 <laughs> bucks that you're paying a month right wow. right and you yeah. get 15 percent off and we have all these different things so
2: sounds great.
0: definitely take a look yes. at the wine club it's uh, it's as good a wine club as you're going to find.
3: So. Oh, that's
1: and, uh, yeah. That's really good. Uh, Social media,
0: yeah. Yeah, Coomber Wines. That's it. Coomber you know, Wines. if you look up Coomber Wines, it's super easy. C O O M B E R Wines uh, on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do anything on Twitter because I think that's a little. Uh, Crazy at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so we stick with kind of the major ones. Yeah. Maybe we'll move to TikTok. We'll see what Congress says about that.
3: Yeah. Then. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't move. I wouldn't move. Too I fast. Would yeah. That's business. right. That's right. Too fast, <laughs> fast on <only> it <laughs> right now. Because <laughs> <for, laughs> what TikTok CEO right now is like in DC trying to convince them. Yes. Yeah.
0: Right. So right now we just stick with Instagram, Facebook.
1: Yeah. 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 Coomber okay. Ones. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> and you can see the the. The list of everything that we have planned, but Uh yeah, I think uh, you know, if if you come in and you don't like it, then I think you might be the first. So wow. Love
3: that. That's great. Love that confidence. Yeah,
0: it's true. I mean, it's uh I truth the truth, right? I mean, it's a it's a good time. It's a beautiful spot um in Oceanside. We're building another beautiful spot here in Vista.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and so yeah, I mean I, I, I think you'll really enjoy it. You bring your own food in, we don't do food. So it's a cheap night out, right? If you want to just do charcuterie with your girlfriends, go to Costco. Bring in the Costco charcuterie. Or you can order from the restaurants across the street. Uh They'll deliver Uh right to your table. Uh, Why? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you can just come in and have a little bit of wine, listen Uh to some music. And, Uh you know, you're out of there by 9, in bed by 9.30, and see you Uh later.
1: Sounds like a good night. That does. Yeah. Yep. Got
0: it. Come on out, please. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Well, Mm -hmm. let's do it. Cheers.
0: Cheers, chin-chin. Thank, Thank you so much for Thank having you for me. Being here. Oh yeah.
1: Thanks for
3: listening and watching Odd Pairing. So please subscribe, like, rate,
1: and comment with your favorite drinking stories and curiosities about adult beverages. Yeah. Cheers. I'm going to happy
3: hour.
2: Who's driving? I'm gonna walk.